Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. In a light, taking just a minute, I relax my body and become aware of my inner light. I visualize each one of my thoughts weaving itself into this light. I draw from my heart the power of inner peace and the light of love. My thoughts filled with compassion and forgiveness, patience and tolerance. Hello everyone, welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Inner Light by Sister Genti of the Brahmakumai's We are recording live in the new retreat place, so enjoy all the background noise and sounds as we continue to expand and grow. So we're very happy to announce America Meditating Radio, the new home called Om Shanti Village, where there will be very nice personal retreats, meditation retreats, workshops, programs. So as I broadcast to you live today with a lot of enthusiasm, we do reach out to you to offer your generous support in us reaching our goal and our deadline of finalizing the purchase of the space. So please feel free to go on to the America Meditating website and look for that donation button and be very, very generous. So enjoy all of the activities of the space because you're actually having firsthand experience of Om Shanti Village getting prepared just for you. Isn't that a delight? My special guest is the great Jonathan Goldman. The great sages have taught that the answers for healing or to healing, spiritual evolution, evolution of consciousness and living a happy and fulfilled life, it's all inside of us. But where exactly are they and how do you work with them? Our guest today, Jonathan Goldman, has spent four decades working with energy medicine, first as an acupuncturist and then as a developer of transformational energy healing, and he has mapped the multi-layered human energy vehicle. The chakra map that he discovered is a core feature of his new book, The Gift of the Body, a multi-dimensional guide to energy anatomy, grounded spirituality, and living through the heart. Jonathan is the founder of the Essential Light Institute, which is dedicated to teaching the arts of self-transformation and energy healing through direct relationship with the living force of light. Please, let's have a big applause for 
Jonathan Goldman. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. How are you? I'm doing really well and very, very happy to be with you. Me too. Well, welcome to our first-hand real-life experience as we find a new home at the Om Shanti Village in Centerville, Virginia. I'm so excited about the whole growth. It's a beautiful seven-acre property with just the most beautiful, peaceful space. So enjoy all the nice background sounds and energies. So please inherit it right now. <laughs> I'm already feeling it <laughs> just from your introduction. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Place. So Jonathan, let's get right into it. What does it actually mean to be a healer and what inspired you to become that? A good question. Okay, start. A healer doesn't have to be somebody who does what we traditionally think of as healing work, putting our hands on somebody, or in my case, I put a needle in someone. A healer is a bridge between spirit and matter, inhabiting that space that we all inhabit, right? We are in a physical vehicle, and we are spirit beings. But to acknowledge that and to place oneself consciously to bring the force of spirit, the force of light, to bear on the material world to relieve suffering. So that can be in any situation, right? A parent, a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, a friend. So a healer is that. A healer is someone who is involved in bringing spirit and matter together What inspired me initially was what many people who do this work, my own trauma, my own childhood need for healing. So in seeking my own healing, I discovered, much to my surprise, that I actually had an inbuilt talent for doing healing work. And so for me, it started actually in 1971 when I watched a friend of mine stick a needle in his father's arm after he returned from China. Nobody knew what acupuncture was. I didn't know what it was. I walked into his house and he was sticking a needle in his father's elbow and a voice inside me said, you're going to do that. I didn't know what that was. So that began my journey. I went to England to study acupuncture in 1975. There were no places in this hemisphere to study acupuncture. And that led me on a series of adventures that took me to the mountains of Brazil in 1988 to a small spiritual community dedicated to a particular kind of healing work. But once again, I didn't know what I was getting into. That's pretty much a theme. My contribution to everything that has happened to me is that I just keep saying yes. Splendid. That's very powerful. I love bridge builders is what I call them. That energy between the spirit and matter and it's so important right now. And you've got this new book out, Gift of the Body, and I'm curious to find out a little bit about why you chose that title. I know spirit enters body and gives body a chance to express what's in spirit, but tell us a little bit about Gift of the Body. Many people, including me in the past, regard being in a body as a prison. I would say my attitude about being alive up until I was 40 was... When does the parole board meet so I can get out of this prison? What I discovered was that I was here for a reason. It's not a sentence. It's actually a gift, but it's a complicated gift. <laughs> you know, We have in this body and in this 
plane of existence that we live in, right, this world, every level of energy and other planes are more monoenergetic. We have from the lowest to the highest available to us. So the gift of incarnation, I came to understand, is the greatest gift in the universe because this vehicle, I call it, is a mobile schoolroom for me to learn. And there's no other place anywhere where I can learn so much, really relatively so quickly. And so I call the gift of the body to remind myself and remind people who look at the book to pay attention to the fact that we take this for granted. You know, it walks around and it does this and it does that and does this and then someday I leave it. Well, for me, I had to learn that the way through is in. I had to come into my body rather than being a floating head trying to avoid sensation and feeling and emotion. I had to work very, very hard to come into, to begin with grounding, begin with literally inhabiting this blessed vehicle and starting to relate to it as blessed rather than cursed. Mm, I love the concept of the journey is in, like you had to come in through in. The soul is what you're saying. You had to come more from the soul conscious realm rather than the human consciousness realm. On the back of the book, you say your human energy vehicle is a mobile classroom or schoolroom. Gift of the Body is an experiential, practical, transformational textbook, right, for the adventure school of life. There's a lot contained in that description. Can you elaborate for me? My understanding is fundamentally we are here to learn that passage through earth life, so to speak, I know you know this, and I'm assuming your listeners know, that as they would say in Texas, this is not our first rodeo. We've been here many, 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 many times. The point is we are born and we become what I call blind amnesiacs, right? We are basically stumbling around discovering this world and this body and what it can do over and over again. Each time we have an agenda, we have a curriculum pre-prepared for us to learn what we came to this particular life to learn. And our life, so to speak, conspires to present us with the opportunities, and it presents it through things which we regard as pleasant and beautiful and things that we regard as painful and difficult. But the point is we are learning. We have an internal curriculum, and we are playing it out. You know, I have people that come to me and say, I want to know what my purpose is. When I say, your purpose is to do what you're doing. Your purpose is to be alive and live your life paying attention. And the rest unfolds, right? If I assume that what I'm being faced with, and I've been faced with many things, I'm sure you have too. If I assume that the purpose is for me to learn viscerally, internally, experientially, what that is stimulating in me, then my whole attitude is different. I don't run away. I stay. I breathe. I open myself. I learn to live through my heart. And I take all those experiences as an opportunity to remember, to break out somewhat of that blind amnesia. Beautiful. 
give us some examples of where some of these qualities that you know you yeah. have spoken about in the book live in all of us. Like but, I'm particularly interested in your description of the location of gratitude, forgiveness, compassion, and faith. Yeah. You say that they have specific places where they actually live in us. How is that possible? I mean, how can I find it? Well, each of us, right, the vehicle is a generic vehicle that is customized, right? So every human vehicle is fundamentally the same, and then, as I say, it's customized, right? It's customized by all these different characteristics, including that karma is built in, so these lessons are built in particularly, you have your particular lessons, but the basic construction is universal. So, here's a little story how I started to learn this. I had an acupuncture practice. I had a private healing practice for 33 years, from 1976 to 2009. One day in the early 2000s, I was in my office, and I was walking across the lobby, across the waiting room, waiting to go in to take care of somebody. And all of a sudden, I stopped, and I had this feeling right in front of my chest. And it was like a band, like a life preserver, surrounding my whole body, this vibration. It was grace. I hadn't done anything. I didn't make a particular prayer. I didn't even know what was happening. But it stopped me in my tracks, and I had this vibrating feeling right in front of my chest. And I knew that it was compassion. Because the way it felt, all of a sudden, I was just in compassion for everything in the whole universe for this moment. It was so pleasant. It was so amazing that I made a prayer. My prayer was, I want to know how to do this. I don't want to have to rely on grace. And usually what we rely on as humans to access compassion is tragedy. Something terrible happens in the world. Something happens to a friend. Right, a tsunami happens or an earthquake or these terrible things happening in various cities now, you know, killings and all that. And so that automatically people enter into the space of compassion. So my question was, what if I don't want to rely on tragedy and what if I don't want to keep relying on the Dalai Lama to hold compassion for me and everybody else? What if me, just a regular person, can do that? And so that prayer went out to my guides, went out to my inner self, and I was shown literally how to access that place that had been stimulated by grace. Now I understand also by my guides who wanted me to teach me this in that moment. And so through meditation and through experimentation, meaning in classes, helping people find what I discovered is where that lives in everybody. It's like a quiet musical note that's waiting for someone to turn the volume up. And the, turning the volume up is by going inside, literally in my heart chakra, which you were showing people at the beginning, right? The meditation that was put on at the beginning of this year's show. Breathe in your heart. Center yourself there. Literally, not in your mind, in your experience, in your sensation that place in the center of your chest, right in the center, center, center of that heart chakra, that place is the space of humility. That's where humility lives. And by centering myself in that space of humility and then walking out, I say walk out on the dock, sit on the edge of the dock, put your feet in the calm lake and breathe. 
and you walk out four to six inches in front of your heart center and breathe, and you are literally activating the space of compassion. I don't know why I was shown that, but it's what I teach because, of course, in this moment on earth, what we need is compassion because, as far as I can tell, that's the space that needs to be held for all this off-gassing, all this transformation that's going on. So that's one example. Gratitude lives in what I call the mental body of the throat chakra. Gratitude is an expression, expansive expression of gratitude, of the sensation of abundance. So what I tell people is, what I teach is, the keys to prosperity are gratitude and generosity, both of which live in the mental body, depends on circumstances, but a foot, foot and a half in front of your throat chakra. And that face, literally, when I consciously cultivate gratitude, I wake up every morning, I happen to live in a very beautiful place, and I look out at hills surrounding my house, I live in the forest, and I feel gratitude. And what I teach people is, so find something to be grateful for. Everybody has something, even if you're in a difficult moment, right? You're breathing. Be grateful for that breath. Be grateful for the opportunity to learn so much, even if it's difficult. Find one thing, two things, and literally feel that sensation of gratitude in that discrete place in your throat chakra. And it expands me into receptivity. Yes. Gratitude expands me into receptivity, so it's a beautiful system. The more grateful I feel, the more I receive. The more I receive, the more grateful I am. Right. Sometimes I think the more we focus on that, if we did as a humanity, the world would be so much of a better place. I can't end our conversation without asking you about the course you offer. You offer a course in which you talk about the technology of light. Can you elaborate? Yeah, the course... Uh, recorded it in September, October, just this past year. It's a 10 session, each session, an hour and a half, and it basically goes through the entire way that I've learned. starts from the ground up. We start with grounding. We start with what we call the three groundings, which are grounded on earth, sending the heart, receiving light. So light is ubiquitous, right? Light is life force. So the in the Vedic tradition, they call it prana. It is the difference between my body being a lump of clay and you and I being able to converse. And that light has a source. In the esoteric world, they call it the central sun, the sun behind the sun behind the sun, from which this universal light emanates. What I'm saying right now is not metaphorical. It is that. And that light is everywhere. And each person, to refer to your first question, when we become a healer, we are given a portion of light to work with. And the more that I learn to consciously, from that place of the heart, connect with that light, with that source, I can focus a beam of that light through my own vehicle and I can radiate it out to help. And so the experience, the vibration of light, for me, is the most pleasant thing that I can have. I was with a client the other day who was talking about this. She said, the worst thing in my life now is when I feel cut off from light. Worse than anything. Because she's learned to do it. And I agreed with her. 
So in my meditation every day and in the work I do, that's my central two prayers are I want to live through my heart, not in my heart, through my heart, and I want my portion of light, and I want, as I can learn to tolerate more, I get more light to fill me and more light to work with. And really, that's even the answer to your original question. The healer is someone that becomes a receptor and transmitter of light. I've often found light is so needed now. Compassion, love, understanding, peace, silence, so much. And right now the world is sort of grappling with turning up the light. What are your thoughts about the current time that we're passing through? In a long-term project of being taken as a species from being centered in the third chakra, which is the place from which we manifest and make and do, that ends up inevitably in eternal conflict, we are being dragged (laughs) to the heart. And there's a long-term project that for some of us can be instantaneous, but as a species is a long-term project. And so all of these symptoms that we see of conflict and conflict with nature, right? The basis of a lot of what is going on now is the result of hundreds and hundreds of years of humans being disconnected and seeing nature as something to be dominated. And so the way we live, the way we live in cities and the way we relate to nature and the way we have created climate change, all of that is the symptom of that. So that's one level. We are seeing that and experiencing that disconnection from nature. So the question now that many people are asking is, okay, well, we're supposed to, quote, get back to normal. There's no getting back to normal. Some of us, so many people, are then examining, wait, how have I lived? How have we lived? What do I want? So the opportunity of this moment is that conscious examination, not only just of my life, but to join in the general conversation. The challenge of this moment is we have to be comfortable hanging out in the space of not knowing, which is the space of the heart, right? When I'm in the heart, I know that there is a plan. I know that faith shows me. Faith also lives in my heart. I know that There is movement in the universe, but I don't know how it's going to work out. Many, many people in this pathological anxiety of not knowing what's going to happen are grasping onto any kind of theory and any kind of thing that makes us feel somebody knows what's going on. The truth is nobody knows what's going on. And I'm comfortable because I've learned to center myself in my heart, which is a place of knowing that I don't know. And I'm comfortable with that. So that's what I see a lot is when I center myself in my heart and I breathe in my heart as you're teaching, then I'm comfortable with the not knowing. And I embrace it. And it's interesting. And it's filled with possibility rather than generating this anxiety in me. Oh, my God. I hope somebody's in charge, please. Oh, well, somebody's telling me that this is the truth. Truth is, has many, many nuances and many layers. So that's a small part of what I see going on. And so my job, as I hope we're doing now, 
is to generate Beautiful. that vibration of the heart. Beautiful. You know, it sounds like you're in such a good place, and it sounds like you're definitely living your truthful life of light, and we congratulate you for that. I've enjoyed our time together. Is there a main Me message too. you'd like to leave our audience today? Yeah, I would. None of us are alone. And to go through, we need to go in. But when we go inside ourselves and we make the study of creating an internal structure based in the heart to receive light, we connect automatically with everyone else who's doing the same, whatever language, whatever words, whatever perspective. There are many people being inspired to find the heart and simply by breathing in your heart and opening yourself that way, you automatically connect on the inner planes with everybody doing the same. And so you are not alone, no matter what your circumstance is. It's so important, Jonathan, at a time like this where so many people are feeling so alone because of the changes in the world, but that's great advice. Leave us with the best website that we can get in touch with you. And thank you so much for joining us on America Meditating Radio. It's really been my honor. I thank you. So the website is EssentialLight.org. Essential Light is one word, lowercase, two L's in the middle, EssentialLight.org. We have a complete array of things written, video, audio things. We have this 10-week program. I'm doing live things now. By the end of the year, we're going to start doing in-person workshops. And I know there are many, many people doing very beautiful work. And what I'm saying is come to EssentialLight.org, check it out. See if it vibrates with you. And if it does, join us. That's what we're completely about helping as we can. And I thank you very much for the opportunity for today. It's been my pleasure and honor. I'm wishing you all the very best and stay safe, yeah? And you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Many blessings. So that was Jonathan Goldman. Look for him at EssentialLight.org. Please, I think he's doing some good things. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and we really are here to love each other the same, so let's turn up the volume on that. Here is I Rise from Inclusion Revolution, Together with Love. Take care, everyone. Be well. of my own mind, I sit here with a pure intention to gain mastery over my thoughts and therefore mastery over my words and actions. As I hear the thoughts through words of others, I ask myself, is that my truth? My original nature is one of love, peace, purity, truth, and joy. And sometimes when I hear the words that do not match my original nature, I have the choice to rise above 
and remember who I really am. As a master of my mind, I decide which thoughts stay and which thoughts must go. I choose to rise above. As I rise above in consciousness and interpretations of stories, narratives that no longer support my truth or present, a greater power, a greater peace, and acceptance for myself and others surrounds me in this moment. As a master of my mind, I rise above, replacing thoughts of fear, anger, grief, and divide. Thoughts of belonging, respect, love, and wisdom. As I rise above, I find clarity, a deeper meaning, and the courage to continue to move on. I rise above, and I remember who I am and why I'm here, and that is love everyone the same. Let me sit in this state of being above. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or in iTunes 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in and do be easy on yourself. Take care.